Welcome to the Wofo FC podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Brezzi. This is the podcast where we talk about everything you need to know about women's football, focused specifically on Barcelona Femini and the Spanish League, but we also touch on other leagues and everything you need to know. So welcome to episode 8, where we'll be looking at match week 21 and Barcelona's big 6-0 win over Logroño. Someone play that intro music, and by someone I mean me. So welcome to episode 8 of the Wolfo FC podcast, looking at match day 21. Now technically it hasn't actually been 21 days because there was the strike, so technically it's only been 20, but still. Barcelona winning 6-0 away from home against Logroño. Looking at the goals, the first one came a bit later than usual for Barcelona, only took them 32 minutes. I know that doesn't seem that late, but considering this Barcelona... For them, it's pretty late. It came from a corner from Marta Torrejón. Marta Torrejón, just incredible this season. We'll be talking about her statistics later, but she just doesn't stop, and I honestly don't want her to stop. The second goal came literally two minutes later. As I was tweeting about the first goal, the second goal happened in the 34th minute. Miss Alexia, the captain, scored with a cross. I believe it was from Mardiona. I do have to mention that this game was not televised. So it is a bit hard to analyze it, but I did see the goals. And from what I can tell, it was a cross from Mariona and a great just one touch from Alexia to get right in, for, right in front of goal to get the ball in, in the net. And then in the 45th minute, the 3-0 came from Alexia once again from another corner. It was actually headed by Steph van der Rat and headed into goal by Alexia. And then in the second half, the 4-0 came from Oshawala and then... The 5-0 came in the 70th minute from Oshawala once again. And in the 89th minute, Oshawala got her hat-trick, getting that 6-0. She just really loves scoring in the last minutes of the game. And I don't have anything against it either. Looking at the lineup, the lineup didn't have that many differences. Baños in goal. Van Negrat starting today in the defense with Marta, Pereira, and Senegocevic. In the midfield, we had Mariona, Hamraoui, and Alexia. And then up top, Lique Martens, Oshawala, and Jenny Hermoso. Um, Leon was rested, and so was Graham Hansen. I don't believe there's any injuries. They're just resting them because we got a lot of big games coming. And uh, that's what a big squad is for. For the subs, in the 55th minute, Vicky came on for Alexia. I did want to see if Alexia could get a hat trick, but it was good that she was rested. In the 62nd minute, Aitana and Candela came on for Jenny and Marta, two other players who deserved a rest. It was actually surprising that Jenny didn't get a goal, but I mean, we have plenty of games for her to score some goals. And then in the 65th minute, Laia Colina came on for Pereira, giving Laia Colina some good minutes. We love to see that. And looking at the analysis of the game, like I said, I didn't see the match because I wasn't there and I was the only way to watch the match. But to be honest, I wasn't really worried about this match. I mean, I don't want to be cocky, but I, I was like, even if we lose or tie, we still ha- we would still have a 
six-point advantage over Atletico Madrid, and I shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't get complacent, I'm sorry. And when I saw that there was like 30 minutes and they hadn't scored, I do admit I was a little worried, but then they scored, and then they scored again, and then they scored again. And then it was the second half, and it hadn't scored for a while, and I was like, okay, well, a 3-0 is a 3-0, like... That's fine. We're done. We're good. And then Oshawala scores, and then she scores again, and she scores again, and she gets a hat trick, and the game ends 6-0. And you're like, alright, that's fine. I guess I didn't have any reason to be worried. I mean, Barcelona's ability to just score so quickly in quick succession, like, they've done a lot this season, where they, just, they score a goal, and they score the next one, and then they score the next one, just so quickly. You could think that you have, you know, like a pretty equalized game, and then all of a sudden, Barcelona's winning 3-0. And that doesn't necessarily represent how the game is going, but their ability to do that is so, so important to end up winning a match. <sighs> I wonder what it's like to be on their team. <laughs> so glad I'm a fan of Barcelona. What a good year to start my podcast. I would like to uh, just thank you, thank Barcelona and all their work. And also the men's team won 5-0. It was just a good day to be a Barca fan. I did see that there was a lot of close chances in the first half, but that... Barcelona just wasn't having that luck. They weren't finishing. But after the 30th minute, for some reason, they were able to score. Um, it seems like the set pieces were just chef's kiss perfection yesterday. Scoring multiple goals from set pieces. And personally, I'm not a big fan of set pieces. Like corners, I think they always get wasted. But it's, so it's really good to see that they're actually using them, that they're working on strategic plays, that they're working on header goals, which are really important. And... I'm glad they're making use of them because I feel like so many times teams will get ca- get corners and they just take it, whatever, the ball goes out, just goes all over the place, it's a complete waste. The fact that they were actually able to score more than one goal from a corner is really good. It's also really good that they have multiple ways to score a goal, not just in normal play, but that they can also use these, these strategic plays to score goals because having more options to score is always great. Especially going into these next few months into such big decisive games which are going to be even harder to score and you're going to need to have all the be able to score in any way possible also i don't know what was going on with the dutch ladies but apparently stephanie van der Graat had two assists and Lieke martens might have also had two assists i don't know what they were drinking but i'm completely in favor of it i support my dutch ladies i love it i want to see more of it steph actually having one of her first starts in a bit good to see her getting that playing time and not being able to rest and Lique Martins just being the silent hero once again. Very low-key, but still being so important in the attack. I mean, I think even if you don't look at the statistics, she's still having a great comeback from her injury. She creates so many chances, so many crosses, so many attacking opportunities. She has incredible runs. Glad to see her toe all back and good together. Really glad she renewed her contract this season. <laughs> And looking into the stats, we got a lot of numbers for you. This was Barcelona's 18th league victory this season. They are undefeated in all competitions, but especially in the league, they only had two draws so far. This was also Marta Torrejon's 10th goal this season. She scored four in the league, two in the Champions League, four in the Super Cup, and we are only in February. And she's a defender, okay? Alexia's 15th goal this season. She has scored 10 in the league. She also has had 8 assists in the league. Oshwala and Jenny are now tied for the top score in the league with 20 goals. Together, they have 40 goals between them. That's more goals than Atletico Madrid. Well, they play today, but and if they score, they might have more. But that's more than all the teams in the league. I believe only Barcelona Femini has more goals 
than Jenny and Oshawala. That's crazy. The top scorer battle is between two players of the same team, and they're tied with 20 goals. Oh my god. I feel like more people need to be talking about this. First of all, 20 goals in what? 20 games? Or I mean, I don't think they've both played 20 games, but 20 goals in like 18 games is really impressive. Wow. The rest of Spain wishes they could have them on their team. That's so cool. And honestly, I mean, they might just end up tying for it and both win it. But that's so crazy. And even, like, Alexia is in the top score. Marta Torrejon's up there. Aitana's up there too, I believe. That's just so cool to have such an attacking team that not just the strikers, but the midfielders and even the defenders are getting into are getting goals. Now we just need Sandra Paños to score some goals. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Some other good news that was announced before the game was Leila Wahabi got the medical green light after being injured for the previous couple weeks. So happy she liked my tweet. I, again, like when Gator liked my tweet, was in shock. Um, again, I thought it was a fan account and then I saw the verified. Leila Wahabi, I love you. You're amazing. Every time I go to the games, I always scream your name, but I don't want to be rude and freak and like bother you. But just know that you're an incredible player. Don't get injured again. Take care of yourself. We love you. Never leave Barcelona. Okay. But I just want you to be happy. So if you want to leave, that's fine. But like, we love you. So stay, please. So yeah, good to see she's back. Um, and we're going to need her because Barcelona's next game is a knockout match. It is the quarterfinals of the Queen's Cup. It is happening on Wednesday, the 26th at 7 o'clock in the Johan Cruyff Stadium. I'm gonna try to go. I have class. Might ditch class to go because, but then I feel like karma's gonna get me and it'll affect the team. I'm really superstitious with like, with this stuff and karma and game results, even though it doesn't have anything to do with me, but I take it way too seriously and I overthink it and then I blame myself if something happens. Um, But we'll see, I really wanna go. I feel like it's gonna be such a good match. They're playing Deportivo. Deportivo has been in such good form. And I mean, last time Barcelona played them at home, it was a big win for Barcelona. But like I said, a lot of times these score lines, these score lines don't, these big score lines don't really reflect the actual game and if it was equal or not but I mean I don't I don't know I think considering the fact that it is a home and Barcelona at home are crazy crazy incredible um I think it'll be a close match but I think it'll be one of those where Barcelona even though it's so close somehow manages to score a lot of goals um but I think it's gonna be a really good match it's gonna be an exciting match I'm excited for it. I'm nervous. Like, now that... Because I'm excited, but then I'm like, oh, it's a single match. You know, that's intense. But I think, I mean, these ladies are determined and they're ready. And Deportivo's not going to make it easy, that's for sure. But I know that Barcelona Femini is prepared and ready. Players seem to be really motivated. You know, the rotations are working well. Everybody seems to be pretty fit. They're resting players, like Mappy, like Graham Hansen. Alexia got some resting time. Younger players are getting some playing time. We're in a really good dynamic right now. And considering the fact that we're getting into February is almost over, we're getting into March, which is gonna be a really big month, an intense month. There's international games, there's Champions League games, Queen's Cup matches. So I think this match will be a really good way to kind of finish off the month 
which has been a dominant month for Barcelona. And I think it'll just be a real energy boost if they win it well. Uh, it's gonna be a good match. I've already said that like four times, but I don't know, I'm excited. The season's like gone by slow, but gone by really fast. We're already almost in March and then just April, May. And then, oh my God, and then it's over pretty much. Oh my God, it's only April, March, April, May. In June, I mean, I don't think they play in June. Maybe like beginning of June. That's crazy. What am I gonna do during the summer? Oh my God, there's no, there's no women's competition in the summer. Oh no. Well, we'll have to figure something out for this podcast. I don't know what I'll do. I can't wait for the, for next year, for the 2021 Women's Zero. That's gonna be really good. This is totally off top, but I mean, Spain's gonna come in hot. I'm just saying. I'm ready for it. And we'll see a preview of that in the She Believes Cup, which is next month. (laughs) So I'm really excited to see Spain in the Euro. Hopefully I can get to go to some matches. I'm actually gonna try to see if I can be a volunteer. It'll be in England, so that's pretty close by. And it's in the summer. I have no idea what my plans are gonna be for next year, but I'm just gonna try to sign up and be a volunteer because that'd be so, so cool. Oh my God, if Spain won, which they honestly can't considering the team they have, I don't know what'll happen in a year. It's obviously not easy considering Holland, France, Germany, Norway, and so many other teams in Europe. But I mean, they almost beat USA. I'm just saying. England as well is also another good team. I think it's going to be a really, really good Euro. Considering how the World Cup went, that's going to be really cool. But we do have to wait a year. So let's come back to, you know, present time. What is currently happening now. Looking at the Spanish League results. Barcelona remains first with 56 points. And like I said, Deportivo is continuing their good form. They won 5-1 over Huelva. Like I said in the last podcast, Huelva is one of the teams that concede the least amount of goals. In their last three matches, they've con- they have conceded a lot of ma- a lot of goals, but that's because they played against Depor and against Barcelona, who are two teams that are doing really well. So the fact that they could score five goals against Huelva is really impressive and just creates even more hype for the match on Wednesday. Real Betis tied 2-2 with Bilbao. Espanyol lost by one goal to Sevilla. And right now, Real Sociedad is playing against Tenerife. They are currently tied 0-0 in the 83rd minute. And Madrid is currently playing Atletico Madrid. They're also tied 0-0 in the first half. Levante is playing Tacón right now. They're tied 0-0 in the first half as well. And later today, Valencia plays Rayo Vallecano. Currently, if Atletico Madrid continues to be tied with Madrid, they will stay at 45 points it will have a Barcelona will have a 10 point lead above them I don't believe that they will stay tied but if they do tie or if Atletico Madrid loses Barcelona will have an 11 point lead I don't believe that'll happen but who knows and I'm oh my god I'm looking at this I just realized that there are only 30 match days there's only that means that there's only nine left we do have to recover like I said before the match day that was that was rescheduled because of the strike but there's only like eight weeks left i mean not consecutively because there's breaks and stuff but that's crazy oh my god that kind of stresses me out a bit it's so cool i'm glad i bought tickets to the last game of the season which is barcelona against atletico bilbao and it's at home i got those so that's crazy i kind of don't want the season to end but i also do want it to end so barcelona i want them because i want them to win all the trophies but whoa that's crazy so we'll see what happens in those matches and how that shapes up the league table Looking around Europe in France, second place PSG 1-4-1 and first place Lyon plays today. If they win, there will only be a three point difference between them and PSG. As of right now, with one game less, Lyon and PSG are tied 
at points, but PSG remains in second place because Lyon has scored more goals. But it is cool to see that there is a tighter match for the league title in France, considering that Lyon has won it so many times now, and it would be cool to see another team win it and challenge Lyon for that title. In England, we got some big games today. First place, Manchester City is playing against second place, Chelsea. If Chelsea wins, they will take over the top spot. Currently, Man City has 39 points and Chelsea has 38. While previous league leader, Arsenal, who a few weeks ago they were top, now have 36 points and today play Reading. Their game was actually postponed. I'm not sure why. A lot of games in England have been getting postponed due to weather conditions, so hopefully the weather will relax so we can get some good football. In Italy, Juventus beat Verona 4-0 and remain in first. The fight for second place is now between Milan and Fiorentina. They're actually playing today. They were supposed to play today, supposed to play today, but the game was postponed, which sucks because that's a really good match. They're both tied at 35 points. So I don't not, I'm not sure why the game was postponed, but hopefully they'll play that soon because that'll be a really interesting match. I feel like a lot of games have been getting postponed, like all in every league this season. I don't know how they're going to reschedule all those. The end of the season is going to be like these next few months are going to be a little weird because they're going to have to figure out how to figure fit those games into the schedule. And it's going to be a bit tight because there's a lot of competitions. So that'll be fun. In Germany, Wolfsburg beat Potsdam 5-1 giving them three more points in the top spot. Second place, Hoffenheim lost again, this time 3-2 to Essen, which actually, if Bayern Munich wins, who plays Bayern Munich plays today, if they win, they will get into second place and Hoffenheim will drop to third. But as of right now, before Bayern plays, Hoffenheim has 34 points and Bayern Munich has 34. They're tied on goal difference. And so thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is the end. This is also another fast one. I mean, for one reason, I didn't see the match because it wasn't televised. But I don't know. Barcelona just been Barcelona just dominant scoring 6,000 goals. I'm just, there's not much to say. It's just exciting to see. Well, it's just so cool. I want. I just want to know how the season's going to end. But it's just so cool to see it all happen. Barcelona's next match, like I said before, is on Wednesday at 7 versus Deportivo for the quarterfinals of the Queen's Cup. I'm sure it'll be broadcasted on Barca TV, on whatever. That'll have to be confirmed. Don't. <laughs> that's not confirmed yet, but I'm sure it will be. I hope it will be. I will try to be at the match. If you want to chat, hit me up on Twitter at YesNellyYes. I haven't been that active this week i've just been busy with university and stuff i'll try to get back into that my life is kind of all over the place right now this is the one this podcast is the one thing i can kind of be consistent on which is crazy that this is episode eight i've never made eight podcast episodes so thank you for the people who are listening and have been supporting it it's really cool. So yeah, hit me up at yesnellyes on Twitter. We're also on Instagram at wofofc. Instagram doesn't have that much on it um, because I don't have time to add more stuff to it. I just try to keep you updated on when the new podcasts come out and some of the scores of the matches and just whatever news shows up on Instagram. But let me know your predictions for the match against Deportivo. And thank you so much for listening. This is the wofofc podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Brezzi. Tune in next Monday for another new episode of the podcast. Goodbye. I, I, I.